0: Hello, my name is Ben Schluter, and welcome to the final episode of the two point conversion for the 2020 NFL season and for basically everything. As I recap, Super Bowl 55. That was not a fun game to watch, especially as a Saints fan, but like as an NFL fan, this was not a good game. This was sad. You watch that whole thing and you're like, great. First of all, I'm pissed off right now because I cannot find those pigskin playoff uh, predictions that I made for this game, you know, the ones that I talked about, um, on, what was it, Thursday? Those? Yeah, can't get to them because ESPN is giving me a bad gateway for some stupid reason. Every time I try to open it, it, he lied. Okay, I have them up now. So, let, let, just... Before we even get into the game itself, two things I want to go over. I want to go over CBS has a new box, a new score bug, and the halftime show. I'm going to start with the new CBS score bug. Why am I talking about both of these things? I have no idea. Uh, well, okay, fine, because they happened in the Super Bowl, and I want to talk about them. Uh, the new score bug that CBS introduced in this game. I loved everything about it. I love the way they're now presenting the football games. Holy crap, this is so clean. I mean, seriously, as if their original stuff, the one that they were using for the few years before it, wasn't good already, which it already was really good. This thing blows it out of the water. Because it's so simple, it's streamlined, um, it's perfect. There's really no other way for me to put it. It's just perfect. It looks like something from a video game, which is insane to say. That's that's like a compliment. Because it's something where you could easily put in this and that and the other thing, and it can easily be modified for whatever you need. Like, it'll work for the SEC next year. It'll work for basketball. It'll work for everything. And it won't take much tinkering. Everything about it looked so... And again, streamlined is the word I want to use for it. Impressive is the other one. I can't really put the words out there that I didn't already say. There ain't much else. So let's move on to the halftime show, which yes, I watched. It was a good halftime show. It was a really good halftime show. I liked everything about it. It looked cool. I liked the presentation of it. Uh, The choreography was really fun. It was one of the better halftime shows. I mean, I don't listen to The Weeknd, but the song sounded good, so like, there's that. But, I mean, I don't feel like it's going to be one of those, oh, this is going to be remembered for a very long time because of iconic moment after iconic moment. There were some things in there that were like, what? That was cool. But that was like a couple of them. This was just one of those where it's like, hey, you remember that halftime show? Oh, yeah, I remember that. It was pretty good. But you don't talk about it for a long time. You just say, yeah, that happened, and you move on from it. Now, let's talk about the game itself. Now, before we do that, let's get into some of these predictions that I had. Will the opening kickoff result in a touchback? It didn't. I thought it would. In fact, I also did another set of predictions. So, the length of the National Anthem, was it going to be either over or under 203.5 seconds? I was right, it was under 203.5. The coin toss result was tails, which I don't remember if that was a thing on here. It was not a thing on here. So yeah, the coin toss result was tails, that was my prediction. Uh, It ended up being heads. Kansas City won the toss. That I uh, predicted correctly. The first play was a pass. Kansas City scored first. The first scoring play was a field goal, though. And the jersey number of the first player to score was odd. I should note that I predicted a run on the first play from offense. I did predict Kansas City to get the uh, first score. The first score I predicted would be a touchdown. It was not. And I predicted an odd number for the first player to score because I thought it would be like a... Travis Kelsey, or uh, maybe a rushing touchdown by Mahomes. Or maybe a rushing touchdown by Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Who knows? But it's a lot of guys on that team have odd numbers. I thought, I'm just going to run through a lot of these before we get into the game itself. I thought the second half would be higher scoring than the first half. I was wrong. I did not believe that a defensive or special teams touchdown would occur in the game. I was correct. I was wrong about. If there would be a successful field goal over 49 and a half yards, I thought there wouldn't be. There were two. Uh, no team attempted a two point conversion. I predicted that correctly. I predicted that Patrick Mahomes would throw for more yards than Tom Brady. Um, by the way, the first touchdown of the game prediction, and I'm going back to ESPN for this one. It wasn't Mike Evans, it wasn't Travis Kelsey, it wasn't Tyree Kill, it was Rob Gronkowski. I was right to predict any other player. The longest completion in the first half was by Tom Brady for 31 yards. I predicted Patrick Mahomes, his longest was for 14. Either team scoring in the final minutes of the first half, the final two to be exact. I was correct that there would be. I thought it might have been the Chiefs. The first song performed at the week by the weekend at halftime, it wasn't any other song. It was Starboy. I didn't know any of the songs that I had to predict between. So just, just just give me a little break on that one. Will there be a made field goal in the third quarter? I predicted no. It was the first score of the third quarter, so I'm I'm really I'm really really good at this, if you can't tell. Uh what else were there? Who will have more receiving yards, Tyree Kill or Chris Godwin? I had Tyree Kill getting more and I was correct. I had Leonard Fournette getting more rushing yards than Clyde Edwards-Alaire. I was also correct. I had there being at least two field goals attempted in the second half. I was correct. There were two. I had uh, Kansas City scoring last. Tampa Bay scored last. I had the last score of the game being a touchdown. It was a field goal. I had Kansas City winning the game. I'm not going to talk about that yet. Uh... What else was there? Yes, I was right about Patrick Mahomes on there. Yeah, Tyree Kill over Mike Evans on ESPN. Uh, more receptions. Travis Kelsey had more receptions than Godwin. Godwin had two. Kelsey had 10. More rushing yards. Fournette over Clyde, like I said. Devin White did have more than 10 tackles. Um, Super Bowl MVP, I thought it would be Mahomes. It was Brady. Uh, points scored. It was actually 0-45. to 45. I don't know how that game went under. The over under was fifty-four and a half and it went it was a forty point game in total. Uh there were six hundred ninety yards in the game. Wait. It was six ninety? I did the numbers wrong. Huh. So yeah, that would have been on I had six hundred sixty-nine. So um yeah, what other predictions were there? Because I picked Kansas City to win it, but I picked Tampa Bay with the points. Um, I said that the Gatorade would be any other color than clear, and it was blue. And then I had a QB winning Super Bowl MVP, and I was right about that. I actually had the total combined yards on these, the sheet that I was using as 599 So that was bad. So yeah, I think we are done talking about the predictions, and we can go into the game itself. The game ended 31-9 in favor of the Bucks. What the hell happened in that game? No, seriously, what the hell happened to the Chiefs? This was honestly a breakdown of epic proportions. I haven't see- I didn't see that coming at all, and I don't think anybody saw that coming. Not where the Chiefs would completely break down um, in both defense and offense, where they just could not get anything going on offense. they could not move the ball very well, and their defense couldn't stop the Bucks offense. I mean Brady only had 201 yards, but he didn't need to have all those yards because his running backs kept going and going and going. And this is one thing I thought would have to be important for both the Chiefs and the Bucks. The Bucks would need to a keep pressure off of Brady. They did a damn good job of that and b get pressure on Mahomes. You can look at the um numbers and it's glaring. Mahomes was pressured 29 times. Brady was pressured four times. That's a difference of 25. ESPN has been counting the number of times uh, a QB has been pressured in a game since 2009. That's the largest difference between two quarterbacks in a game since they started counting. That's insane. There have been so many insane things to show why the Chiefs lost this game. But you have number one, Uh, Mahomes. Kept running around and running around. You noticed how he was running around a lot, right? Well, someone actually did the numbers. He ran around for a combined total of 468 yards. Brady moved for 37 yards. That's a big issue, especially because when you look at the um, tweet itself, you see the difference in how far they were moving, but there were also showing what the result of them uh, of each pass was. In white was the incompletions, in red was the completions. And uh, you couldn't really tell for Tom Brady because they were all pretty much overlapped. And for Mahomes, oh, you could tell because some of them just went in and over around everywhere. First problem I had with it was that Mahomes had to hold on to the ball for far too long. Brady could zip the ball out every single time he wanted to. There was no pressure on him. They never had a chance to. Well, that's a major problem. And then you, you have your QB who's under heavy pressure the whole game. I didn't realize how bad the Chiefs offensive line situation was going into this game. But it's bad. It was really bad. They couldn't get their run game going as well as they wanted to. If they could have gotten their run game going, they would have won this game. Instead, the Bucks got their run game going, and they kept it going, and they tired out the Chiefs defense. You want to know how the Bucs won this game? They took advantage of every single weakness the Chiefs had. They took advantage of the fact that they'd played them before and then got a bye week, and then... Or, I'm sorry, the bye week was a few weeks later, but still. Then they've had a chance to look at this. When they played them before, that was a different Bucs team than it's playing them now. I literally could not have seen this coming, and I don't know how that's possible. Honestly. Honestly. It feels like like I'm losing my mind trying to understand how the hell the Chiefs lost this game, despite the fact that when I look back to the game, it's obvious. It's obvious how the Chiefs lost this game. Couldn't stop anything the Bucs were doing. If you can't stop the Bucs' run game, you're going to lose to them. They couldn't stop the Bucs' run game, and they lost. If you can't get a ground game going against the Bucs, despite the fact that the Bucs are the number one run defense in the NFL... If you can't even get anything going there, you're going to lose. And if you can't stop the pressure, you're going to get destroyed. And that's what happened. There were also several times where it looked like Mahomes was forcing it into spots he never should have. Uh, There was one pass, I think it was on third down, where the only way it was going to go for anything was if the receiver made a perfect catch, and if it was in a perfect spot, and that should never happen on a pass. It never should be that, oh, I have to do everything perfectly just for this thing to work out, and if it doesn't work out, we're punning. That kind of crap should not be happening, especially when you don't have much pressure on you. Now, yes, it did not help that throughout the game, there were times where Mahomes made a great play, and then his receivers couldn't do jack shit. For example, the biggest one was when Mahomes, through this impressive pass, he's like parallel to the ground, he flings the ball into the end zone, it's right in Daryl Williams, like it's right there for Daryl Williams, and he can't catch it and it boinks off his face mask. Really? And this happened like two or three times, where Mahomes basically bails out the Chiefs, and there's a chance to make a play, and the ball's right there, and it doinks off their helmet. You cannot be telling me that he didn't do what he needed to do to win that game. You cannot put this game on Mahomes. I said that he ran around and all that too much. But here's the thing. Mahomes shouldn't have to be doing that. It should be that he has an offensive line to help him out. Now, I get Eric Fisher is out. Chiefs became the first team in NFL history to come into a Super Bowl with different starting tackles than they had in Week 1. Just, just to put this in your respect, both of them. Not with, like, Oh, okay. So one was hurt, but they still have the other one. No, without either one of them, first team to do it. That's actually pretty impressive, but it's also kind of insane, and it kind of explains what happened. It's tough to really find a thread for what this game was, too, because it's like just going back to it. All there was was okay. Bucks defense get gets pressure. Bucks defense gets pressure, and then. Brady can dump off passes or hands the ball off and they get good run going. This game was terrible for the Chiefs, but the Chiefs hurt themselves. Let's talk about another thing. Let's talk about penalties. Um, Now, at halftime, the guys were saying, like, oh, the referees are kind of calling it a little weird and stuff and tight. Some of those penalties, I will agree, were pretty stupid in the first half. For example, the pass interference call uh, where... The ball was 10 yards over, I think it was Chris Godwin's head. Ball was 10 yards over his head. The contact was minimal. Guy's falling to the ground. He's falling to the ground. By the way, the guy I'm referring to is not, um, sorry about the yelling, is not Chris Godwin. It's... The defender, he's falling to the ground, his arms are out, he's trying to at least do something to break his fall, he makes minimal contact, grazes his leg, other dude falls down and they throw a flag for that? That is not pass interference. No, ifs ands or buts about it, I will never see that called pass interference. Because, again, it's an uncatchable ball. I'm sorry, you're expecting him to be able to go out and catch that ball when it's sailing over his head just because other guy grazed him? If the other guy grazed him and that made the ball uncatchable, the ball was already uncatchable. I hate to break it to you. But the other thing is, what was the other dude supposed to do? Not break his fall? Not do anything? What? Is that... Do you understand how human instinct works? Apparently not. Not. Apparently not. And then you get another call in the end zone where it's like or I don't think it was a call in the end zone there was another holding call where I look at it and I'm like okay maybe and then you have the offsides on the field goal that looked close but you called the wrong number I would say like really? really that's offsides I can see it but gee is it close Either way, the referees didn't screw the Chiefs in this game. The Chiefs screwed the Chiefs. At least their defense did. How many first-half penalties resulted in a first down? Six. Six first-half penalties resulted in a Bucs first down. Uh, That's more than I think had happened throughout the entire year for the Bucs. It broke a Super Bowl record. The previous record for most uh, first downs by penalty in a Super Bowl was four. The Chiefs broke it in one half. They had 100 yards of penalties. Granted, they toned down on the penalties in the second half, but by the time the second half rolled around, the game was basically over. When the Chiefs didn't get but a field goal on that first drive, I felt like that game was over. Hell, I kind of got that feeling when the Bucks scored that touchdown at the end of the first half, because it felt like the ending of the first half against the Packers. It was a situation where you should not have allowed them to score. But boom, they get all these yards. And yes, I still think it's a bullshit pass interference call. But you have to do better. Tyron Matthew cannot be hugging a dude in the end zone. Because that's going to get you called no matter what. You do not need to worry about, oh, the ball was uncatchable. Trust me, you're going to get called there. Absolutely idiotic. And you give it to them. Now, granted, you look at that first drive, the second half, and it's like they're going, they're going, they're going. And what happens on third down? What happens on third down is that the Bucks send a rush. They send a rush on Mahomes. Mahomes has to make the play of his life, where he has to run backwards about 20 yards and then chuck the ball to the line of scrimmage just to hope to God he doesn't get sacked and get out of field goal range. What happened to the O-line on that? Where was it? You just let, like, four guys through the line... At the instant of the snap? That's inexcusable. Again, I get they're hampered. I get they were having some issues there. But you really cannot have that happen. And now you know what you need to make investments in for the offseason. You need to have more O-line depth. At least you know that. Um. Hey, your secondary may need some work. You need to do something to be better. That kind of crap is not going to help you. This Chiefs team was weak. I thought they were the better team, but they had shown throughout the season they were beatable. The Falcons game was the most obvious example of that, where the Falcons should have won the game, or at the very least tied the game, brought it to overtime, um, but didn't. The Chiefs basically gave the Falcons the game, and the Falcons choked. And the thing is, you were going up against the Bucs, and the Bucks are not the same team. The Bucks are not choking this game away. Tom Brady isn't choking this game away. He does the opposite. He puts his foot on your neck. And that's what happened in this game. Mahomes didn't throw a touchdown. He threw two picks. One of those picks was kind of BS, you know, fluky crap. The other one was terrible. The other one was Devin White making a perfect read. Congratulations. This game was supposed to be a great matchup between two great quarterbacks. It did not end up looking that way. Well, at least on paper. I'll say this. This game makes me realize one thing. Two things. Several things. Number one, uh, Tom Brady is broken and is a cheat code. This man's won, now, seven Super Bowls. He's won four since the age of 36, I think. Yeah. He's won four since 36. How? How does he do it? This isn't, like, let's just talk about this whole thing. First of all, this is not Tom Brady's most impressive Super Bowl. It's just not. Because he came into a team that already had a bunch of talent. He got a bunch of talent to come over with him because he's Tom Brady. And he brought it to a Super Bowl. Honestly, it would have been kind of surprising if they hadn't won a Super Bowl. Because, like, everyone that was saying, yeah, this team is going to win a Super Bowl at the beginning of the season, you were right. Now, did the Bucks get a very lucky break? They got several lucky breaks. Number one, they got a late bye week, which meant that they could be healthier coming into the playoffs. It meant that they would be able to do this, that, and the other thing. Number two, they did not win the division, which meant that in the wildcard game, they got to go up against a team that was pretty hampered. Washington was not a great team. They were hampered. They got to go up against the Saints team that was battered, in the run department. We didn't have our power run game. That's an integral part to our offense. That's an integral part to our offensive identity. And it led us to making decisions that we wouldn't normally make. I'm not saying we necessarily would have beaten the Buccaneers had we had our power run game, but I'm saying that it would not have ended with us turning the ball over four times in the way that we did. It would have been a much tighter game. And by the way, that game was still a 10 point game. It was still a close game. You look at the uh, Packers' NFC Championship game. Brady turned the ball... He didn't turn the ball over three times, let's be honest. He did not do that. He turned the ball over once, and then two drops led to two interceptions. They were making mistakes. However, the Bucs got bailed out because the Packers didn't have an offensive line. And that game ended up being a five-point game, and it shouldn't have been that way, but Matt LaFleur decided to kick a damn field goal. And it was so stupid. This game... They didn't get bailed out by any stupidity. No, the Chiefs just didn't have it. The Chiefs just were making mistakes. The Chiefs gave that game away. It was another one of those. So congratulations, Bucks. You get this easy Super Bowl victory just by bringing in Tom Brady, who's already a legend. This isn't impressive. I will say that Brady's most impressive Super Bowl was his first. Because he comes in off the bench. He's an unproven guy. No one thought he could do that much. And he ends up leading them to a Super Bowl. He ends up leading that drive just using dink and dunk passes granted. But hey, you know what? You gotta make the smart reads. I mean, not every quarterback is like gonna make the smart reads. Trust me. He does that. The rest of his are just he's got good talent around him. And even then, he had a great defense with guys like Ty Law. All of this is to say is to say nothing about like Brady isn't the goat because like we've clearly seen that he's one of the greatest, if not the greatest of all time. Um, but that this wasn't as difficult as you may think it is. He's got a winner's mentality. He knows what the hell to do. He brought guys in that knew what the hell to do. He changed the entire culture of the Bucks locker room around just by being there. His presence makes the Bucks winners. And it doesn't get any better for me from here. Because guess what? The Bucks have cap space. I'm pretty sure... If we look this up real quick... um, That we find out that the Bucks... Have like... I think... It's... Yeah, six the most cap space going into 2021 they have 38 million dollars that they can maneuver they're 38 million under the cap like seriously this is a lot of it so they can get even better they can sign free agents they can make more moves, and they might be back next year. But this Super Bowl also says a lot about who Patrick Mahomes is. A lot of people that I saw on LSU Twitter were comparing this to what Patrick Mahomes did in the 2015 Texas Bowl against LSU, where Texas Tech lost 56-27, to but Mahomes threw four touchdown passes in that game. He just didn't get any help from his defense or from his offensive line. Which is, if you can see the parallels from the fact those last two, yeah, that's the parallels. Holy crap, is Patrick Mahomes a fighter? Holy holy cow, does Patrick Mahomes have grit? Because throughout the entire game, he didn't give up once. He didn't look like a guy who'd given in. And who'd accepted the fact that his team was not going to win this game? No, he looked like a guy who's going out there saying, okay, so we can still win this game. Okay, I'm going to continue to play this game until my body gives out. That throw that Darrell Williams should have caught was one of the great examples of that. Because no human is supposed to make that kind of throw. Patrick Mahomes clearly is not human because he made that kind of throw. He made another type of throw where he's just going down. And he's like, let me just zing this out real quick before you have a chance to sack me. And then it goes and it's like, how did he do it? Because magical. He's not giving up. This guy came in with a toe injury, by the way. And he didn't look like it. No, he looked like he's he's perfectly fine. So what do I think this means for the Chiefs next year? They're probably going to win everything. They're going to win the AFC again, won't they? They're going to have a damn good football team next year. I'll tell you that. You've got Mahomes magic. You've got Clyde Edwards-Alaire. If you can get your offensive line healthy and sturdy, you've got something there. You really have something to move uh, forward with. Maybe you need some help uh, getting some more pressure. Although, granted, the Bucks line throughout the playoffs this year was unbelievable. Holy cow, no one could get through it. It did help that the offense was just throw short pass, throw short pass, throw short pass, and many people will say, oh, that's stupid, that's lame, but if it's working, I don't think it's that bad. Hell, I think it's pretty good if it's all working. Brady's coming back next year. It'll be interesting to see how that goes. Um, uh, 17-game season over 18 weeks. That'll be kind of (sighs) interesting. They're going to run through this division, aren't they? Absolutely nobody's got a chance except for them to win it next year. Saints don't have a quarterback. Falcons don't have anything, really. They're just... They're kind of derping around. I don't know what the hell it is with them. And then there's the Panthers who are trying to get rid of Teddy Bridgewater because they don't think he's the future. Um, we will see how that goes. Hopefully, this has been an okay recap of the Super Bowl. I mean, trying to talk about this in a really smart and, you know, condensed and organized way is very annoying to do because I don't want to talk about it that much because the Bucks had to win a Super Bowl. On their home field, really? Like that's not supposed to happen. Here's what's a funny little thought, though: the Bucks have won two Super Bowl titles. In both years they've won the Super Bowl, they also lost to the Saints twice in the regular season, which is really, really weird. It's that's just a it's just a weird little factoid. It means nothing really, but still. Hey, at least we got that going for us. So, if you've enjoyed this, you can find me on Twitter at I don't know why I'm even plugging my Twitter, but you know, might as well. If you've enjoyed this. Find me at capital B-E-N, capital S, capital L, capital A, capital S, P-O-R-T-S on Twitter. Um, you can find me on Instagram at B Schluter L A. I don't know what the heck is going to happen for the offseason because we're now in the offseason. And that means that the regularity of this podcast goes a little different because usually it's like, oh, it's this week for football, that week for football. Now there's no football. So expect there to actually still be a goal to go, though, on Thursday because, you know, news never really stops in the NFL. And then we'll visit how the whole rest of the thing is going to go. But until next time, I have been Ben Shlittered. This has been the two-point conversion, final episode for this season. Uh, Two-point conversions will be coming back next season uh, for the games. And yeah, until then, bye-bye.